30 years. My. I don't know if I said this earlier or not, but the reason they differentiate between him starting the church 30 years ago and me being 30 years in the ministry is that he started single. Uh, he stepped out as a single man and obeyed God and came to Madison, Alabama without a wife. Uh, had some dear friends that came and helped him and worked their backsides off to help him start this thing. Uh, but the very same months that he started here, the Lord had me start in full-time ministry as a missionary. And the Lord from that moment began to work his plan in both of us. And I want to start out today with 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 9. 2 Timothy 1, 9, it says, who hath saved us? Aren't you glad he saved you? How many of you know your name is written in the Lamb's book of life? You're going to heaven. Glory to God. We don't have to worry about going to hell anymore. That's a, that's a wonderful thing. And he not only saved us, but he called us with a holy calling. Not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Before the world began, there was a plan in the heart of God for this time and this place. And that plan was called Cornerstone Word of Life Church. In the fullness of time, God the Father said, it is time. And he looked out over humanity and he asked the other members of the Godhead who will go for us. Whom shall we send? And his eyes landed on an itinerant minister living on a farm in rural Illinois by the name of Mark Garver. At the father's behest in the fall of 1992, while he was praying, the Holy Spirit tapped this young minister on the shoulder and told him, next year at this time, you'll be pastoring in another state. Now, it took him a while to agree to this plan of God. Because just to be honest, neither one of us ever saw ourselves pastoring. But ultimately, this minister took a leap of faith and consented to the plan of God and stepped into his destiny. Throughout our lives, we have seen these Kairos moments in God. A Kairos moment is the moment when a choice of faith that we make catapults us into our divine destiny. A Kairos moment is a moment in time when history is made, destiny is determined, and life is never the same again afterwards. That young minister, Mark Garver, don't you get a kick out of seeing those pictures? I'm like, dog, we was babies. He made a choice to step out in faith and say yes to the spirit of God. That decision catapulted him into his divine destiny and changed his life forever. I think Pastor Mark would be the first to tell you that it was not his own talent and ability, though he was and is a capable and talented minister. But that's not what opened the door to him. It was just the choosing of God. 2 Timothy 1.9, who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our own works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. He can say like the apostle Paul here in Ephesians 3, that this was all just the hidden plan of God before the world began. Ephesians 3.7 out of the Amplified Classic. 
Of this gospel, I was made a minister according to the gift of God's free grace, his undeserved favor, which was bestowed on me by the exercise, the working in all, of it, in all its effectiveness of his power. To me, though I am the very least of all the saints, God's consecrated people, this grace, favor, and privilege was granted and graciously entrusted to proclaim to the Gentiles, and in our case, the lost, the unending, boundless, fathomless, incalculable, and exhaustless riches of Christ, wealth which no human could have searched out. Also, to enlighten all men and make plain to them what is the plan regarding the Gentiles and providing for the salvation of all men, of the mystery kept hidden through the ages and concealed until now in the mind of God who created all things by Christ Jesus. This plan for Jesus to come and to give his life on the cross and to die for our sins and that we would be able to access that by faith and have the ability to be born again and changed on the inside. God hid that away in his heart. From eons past until the time came for it to come to pass. The scripture said if the enemy had known, he would never have crucified the Lord of glory. But I'm so glad that the enemy didn't know. God has a heart full of plans and purposes and things he intends to bring to pass. Some of which are for you. And you don't even have a clue. Right. Jeremiah 33.3. Call unto me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you know not. Not things hidden from us, but things hidden for us. Amen. I loved it the other day when I was reading those testimonies while people were being water baptized. I don't remember exactly who said it. They said, the devil should have killed me while he had the chance. Because now I'm fixing to make him eat it. If he'd have known, he might have attacked you harder too. But you made it this far. I tell you, he's got such wonderful plans for us. Things hidden away in his heart. Can we look at that out of the message? This is God's message, the God who made the earth, made it livable and lasting, known everywhere as God. Call to me and I will answer you. I'll tell you marvelous and wondrous things that you could never figure out on your own. How many of you know you could never figure it out? I'm glad he didn't tell us. Honestly, if he had told me the end from the beginning in every situation, I might never have done half the stuff I've done in my life. But you know what? No matter what it is he calls you to do, you just take his hand, you keep walking, you obey, and you're going to step into those Kairos moments of God where everything about your life is changed. Amen. I didn't bring this up first service, so they'll have to listen to this one, but. When we're praying about this anniversary, the Lord keeps talking about the horse and the rider thrown into the sea. And he was talking about the enemies that were chasing them. And so I went back and that's when they crossed over 
uh, the red, through the Red Sea. Do you remember the enemy was coming on Israel? Uh, and they had taken a turn that caused them to have no way of escape because before them was the sea, behind them was the enemy. But you know what? God is just so funny. He's like, today I'm fixing to take care of your problems. How many of you know that did not look like anything good could come of this? But the Bible said that presence, that, that cloud uh, that had been leading them the whole way, it went behind them and separated them from the enemies that were coming after them. And the Bible says in another place in the scripture that all night long, God fought against Egypt. On Egypt's side, it was so pitch black, they couldn't see anything. But on Israel's side, they had the light. And God told them, stretch forth your staff out over the waters. And when he did, the waters divided and stacked up on both sides. The Bible called it congealed, jello. Like jello, that's what congealed means. Glory to God. Then they passed through on dry ground. When they got to the other side, Egypt started pursuing them across the way that God had made. You know what God said to them, to, to Israel? Take a good look at them. Because these enemies of Egypt you see now, you'll never see them again. All of a sudden, the waters closed down. Well, before even that, all their wheels started falling off. They got stuck in the mud. They said, hey, God's fighting for them because that was just too much stuff was going on. You understand? But before they could do anything, the waters closed down on them. And the next day, as their carcasses washed ashore, which is a terrible thing, God said, I told you, you'd never have to worry about that enemy again. And God has said to us, even just this week, you're crossing over into phase three of your ministry. Don't ask me what that means. I have no idea. I don't even, not even 100% sure I could enumerate phase one and two. But he said, the enemies that you've seen, you'll never see again. Glory to God. Glory to God. I tell you, I believe that can go for you too if you have enough faith. You've been taught the word. You know how to stand against them. I believe as we continue to follow God as a church body, corporately and individually, we're stepping over into the plan of God in a new way. And the enemies that we've seen in the past, we'll never see them again. Because he's leading us into a new place by a new way into things we couldn't possibly have imagined on our own. Mysteries kept hidden in the heart and mind of God from before time began. Verse 10, the purpose is that through the church, though complicated, many-sided, I'm back to Ephesians 3.10, Amplified Classic. The purpose is that through the church and 
the complicated, many-sided wisdom of God in all its infinite variety and innumerable aspects might now be made known to the angelic rulers and authorities, principalities and powers in the heavenly sphere. I tell you, he wanted to show off for the heavenlies, for the demons who were watching, for the principalities and the powers that were watching. And I tell you, Everything God has done here is a testimony to his power, to his goodness, to his glory, to his grace, making the principalities and powers uh, and authorities realize who it is that's showing up and showing out in Madison, Alabama. This is in accordance with the terms of the eternal and timeless purpose which he has realized and carried into effect in the person of Christ Jesus our Lord. In whom, because of our faith in him, we dare to have the boldness, the courage and the confidence of free access, an unreserved approach to God with freedom and without fear. Aren't you glad you can go into his presence anytime you need him? 24-7, 365 with boldness, with freedom, and without fear. Why? Because he is for you. He is for you. Like verse 9 says, there are so many mysteries kept hidden through the ages and concealed until now in the mind of God, including this plan of God called Cornerstone Word of Life Church. Not all churches can say this, but Cornerstone Word of Life Church was God-breathed. This church is here by the inspiration and direction of the Holy Spirit. This church was not formed because Pastor Mark was in another church and got mad and went down the road and started his own church. No, we're not a split off of any other church. This church wasn't formed because Pastor Mark got in trouble and sin and had to leave his last pastorate. So he came to Madison to start another church. No, no. This is the first church Pastor Mark ever pastored. And I'll say this, as long as he's above ground and breathing, you know he's doing good. You don't know what I'm talking about, don't worry about it. Not the day for life-threatening. I grew up in a pastor's home where things weren't right. I learned more what not to do in the ministry than what to do from watching my parents. But how many of you know that's good information too? But I told Pastor Mark when we married, if we're going to do this, we're doing this for real. I'm not playing. We're going to do it. We're going to do it right. And if you're, that's not what you want, then don't marry me. Among the other reasons I gave him not to marry me. I tried diligently to talk him out of it. Pastor Mark didn't just look at demographic charts and in conjunction with a denomination decide where in the U.S. would be a good place to start a church. No, God sent him here supernaturally. This church was formed because God supernaturally intervened in the life of an itinerant minister living on a farm in Illinois and directed him to come to Madison, Alabama and start a church. This church is God-breathed, inspired only by the Spirit of God. In that Kairos moment of God, 
where God supernaturally intervened and changed the direction and the life of Reverend Mark Garver's life. It wasn't just his life that was changed forever that day, but all of our lives as well. Even though it took you years to get here. Because at the beginning, y'all were staying away by the thousands. His Kairos moment set up my Kairos moment when God supernaturally intervened in my life and changed the direction of my life. I had intended to live my life on the mission field. I was a missionary. And I had intended to, to, to spend my life working on the mission field. But God asked me to, to lay that all down and marry this pastor and help him here. His Kairos moment set up my Kairos moment. And I believe his Kairos moment set up so many Kairos moments in the life of each of you. Where your choice of faith, your choice to obey God catapulted you into your divine destiny. This is God's plan. This is God's work. Over the last 30 years, so many people have come to Christ here and are no longer slaves to sin and on their way to hell. But they've been gloriously redeemed, set free, and everything about their life and eternal destiny has changed. We had a young family who saw a commercial on TV for our church, and they came and they got born again. Only we weren't running commercials on TV. But they were absolutely certain it was an ad for this church. God made a commercial. Snuck it on their TV. I'd love to have seen that. I bet it was good. It was good and obviously it drew them here. But they came in and they got born again. God set them on the path to their destiny. They're in the ministry now. There have been thousands Maybe tens of thousands of hours of the teaching of God's word, which has transformed every life who would hear and receive and act upon it. Aren't you grateful for the word of God? Aren't you grateful that you learned how to be led by the spirit of God so you know where to be and where not to be so that you can be safe? Aren't you glad you learned about the, your, your uh, shield of faith and your sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, so that when the enemy comes at you, you don't have to just lay down like a road and let him steal from you, let him steal your health, your family, your wealth. He doesn't do that anymore because we learned the word. And we learned how to draw our sword, which is the word of God, and put the enemy on the run. Thank you, Lord, for the word, for teaching me the word. People have been set free from bondages and addiction. Broken marriages have been restored. Broken bodies have been healed. We've watched the miraculous of God be wrought in the broken bodies of the people. We had a young lady 
whose body was twisted up into a fetal position due to severe brain damage from a stroke that she had incurred. But we watched, well, we didn't watch, but her body within days was unfurled and made whole by the power of God. When you go from being in a fetal position all curled up to being normal in a few days because of the power of God. It is too late to tell me my God doesn't heal anymore. I have seen it with my own eyes. We've gone into the ICU. They said their numbers have to come down. It's too high. Everything on there is too high. They're not going to live if, if their numbers don't come down. Pastor Mark put his hand on them for the few moments we had in ICU. Began to pray and watch the numbers come down. We have so many couples who struggle to have children who now have them because of their choice of faith to believe what their father said. One of those children is now on our staff. If he ever gives me a hard time, I'm like, listen, dude, I helped leave you here. I ain't exactly your mama, but I believed you in. I might could take you out. No, I'm just playing. I don't say that. I've never threatened him. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Another woman, and I can introduce you if you'd like, has two children by the supernatural intervention of God when she doesn't have the proper internal equipment to have babies. I was doing one saturation meeting off of those two scriptures. Where the angel said to Mary, for with God, nothing is ever impossible. And no word from God is ever without power or impossible of fulfillment. Combined with what uh, uh, Elizabeth said to Mary, and blessed is she who believed. For there shall be a fulfillment of the things spoken to her from God. I tell you, glory to God. Off of that sermon, we had baby number one. Then a few years later, in a meeting, the Lord said, call him up here. I called him up. He gave me one word for them. Completion. Completion. And they had their boy that they wanted so badly. But listen to me. She doesn't have the right equipment. The doctors are amazed. They can't explain it. There is no logical reason for them to have the children they have. But God. But God. We've seen time and time again the hand of God supernaturally protect life after life from accidents and injuries. We had a man who was driving on 565 in a pickup truck without his seat belt on. No seat belt. Don't do that. But he had no seat belt on. Driving really fast. Lost control. Flipped his truck multiple times, unrestrained. He came to rest on the side of the highway. 
He climbed out of the vehicle, realized he was okay after flipping two or three times. He began to shout and rejoice on the side of the highway. He took off praying in tongues 90 miles an hour. Other vehicles were stopping to help because, you know, they witnessed the accident. And, and uh, he, he was laughing because he heard somebody on their cell phone with 911. And they said, uh, yeah, he's out of the vehicle. Uh, he, he seems to be, you know, he's standing. He seems to be uh, relatively fine. But I think he might have a head injury. They said, uh, I think I'm saying that because he's talking, but he's not making any sense. <laughs> but he was making all kinds of sense. Yeah. Glory to God. He knew who saved his life that day. He came out of that with a bruise on his shoulder. Another time, Pastor Mark and I were driving to the hospital to pray for somebody who was about to have surgery. Something happened. We were late leaving the church, and we're on 565, and uh, We'll just say I wouldn't want to admit with an officer in the room that we were exceeding the speed limit. <laughs> but we were driving at a good pace to get to the hospital because we were running late. And uh, all of a sudden, pastor says, I'm going to get off on governors. I'm like, honey, if you, we're all going to the hospital, Huntsville Hospital. And I said, honey, there's traffic, there's stoplights. There's, there's people. It would be so much faster if you just stay on the interstate and we're running late. He said, I'm, I'm going to get off on governors. I said, honey, we're going to be late. He said, I'm getting off on governors. I said, okay. He changed lanes to get off on governors and a paint truck dropped its load right where we were beside the truck at 80 some miles an hour. I believe the only reason we're here is because of the leading of the Holy Spirit and the protection of the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, we might have died that day. I can stand here and tell you account after account after account where we should have been taken out, where we should be in prison in other nations. I'll just throw this out as a little teaser and I'll tell you the story another day. We went to a country knowing we, we could both be arrested. We went knowing we could be arrested for preaching the gospel. And yet God told us to go. Amen. And in that meeting, we called out the secret police by the spirit of God. Told them, God wants you to know he knows you're here. And the things that you've heard this week, they've touched your heart. And I implore you, Receive him as your savior. Savior, Make him the Lord of your life. Glory to God. When I sat down, Pastor Mark called him out first. Then I grew brave and did what I did. A gentleman came over, stood in front of me and took both of my hands in his, which is totally against the culture of that nation. And he stood there a long time and stared into my eyes with tears in his. He just looked at me and then he left and never came back and we didn't have to go to prison. Glory to God. Glory to God. Time after time after time, God has saved our lives. I'm so grateful. 
Time after time after time, I've watched him save your lives. And I'm grateful. The word of God has gone forth in our Bible Institute, which has thousands of graduates. That's all God's idea. It's all God's idea. All those lives have been changed by the word of God that they studied. We've graduated a number of ministers from our school of ministry, which today are ministering here at Cornerstone, in other places in our nation, and in different nations of the world. Bible Institute has been used in many nations to grow up the believers and has changed forever countless lives in the nations where it's gone. We are constantly receiving reports of lives changed, bodies healed, people finding their place in the body of Christ through the vehicle of Bible Institute in the nations. Just recently, Pastor Mark and I are not on any kind of social media, so somebody was trying to reach us from, from one of the nations and they sent um, uh, a, a uh, social media message and said, please get this to your pastors for me. We are lives that have been changed through Bible Institute. And we have a child who was born uh, with, with some deformities and the, the doctor said they'd never be right. They, they, my, the baby wasn't even expected to live. But she is not only living, she's living well. And she has no deficits. She's able to, to do and to be in a way the doctors never thought she would. We're so grateful for the word that Bible Institute has brought to our nation. We're lives that have changed, that have been changed. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I tell you, we have gone to the nations and taken teams from this church around the world to minister dozens of times in at least 16 nations because God asked us to. Because he asked us to. Thousands have been born again on these trips. The word was ministered in churches, Bible schools, conferences, and pastors' conferences. Thousands of bodies were touched and healed by the power of God. I tell you, if you've never seen uh, somebody getting a miracle, you can go in the back hallway by our admin office, and there's a young man in the Philippines who's on his feet in the middle of a crusade we did there for the very first time. He was, had polio as a child, and he had never walked until that night. You can see that he had has absolutely no tone in his calves. He has no muscular structure. And in fact, in the picture, he has to stand on his toes because he's never had to stretch out his uh, whatever calf muscles or things those are back there that, that get real tight. He's never had to stretch those out because he's never used his feet before. But he was healed that night. He was healed that night by the power of God. And somewhere in the Philippines is a 20-year-old young man living his life because God supernaturally intervened. Houses were built for the poor. From the very first offering ever received at, at Cornerstone, at least 10% of the money that's come into the general fund of this church has been sent to other ministries and ministers who are ministering in the nations of the world. This year's group of, of missionaries that we're supporting can be seen around the walls of our sanctuary. If you want to know where 10% of your money is going, that's where 10% of it is going. Amen. Glory to God. While you're sleeping, your money is working for you around the world. And I want to say this. It is wrong that Rama India should have to turn away people who want to be trained to be in the ministry because they don't have adequate housing for them. Every day, tens of thousands of people die and drop into hell in the nation of India. One out of every five people in the world is Indian. 
We need every hand on deck to reap the harvest in that nation. And for us to have to, or for them, really I can't mean as us, but it's not me. For them to have to turn away ministers because they don't have adequate housing breaks my heart. We can fix that. We can fix that. We can fix that. Add your faith. Add your faith. Believe with us. Ask what the Lord would have you to do. Because that has to be fixed. We have at points sown our entire building fund into missionaries to enable them to go and obey their call. At the Lord's request, we sent $40,000 overseas to help someone finish their Bible school, not knowing it was the exact amount they needed to finish. One service, we took up enough money to buy a car for a missionary who needed it to do their job. We fed the homeless here locally in Madison, Huntsville, stocked the food bank with food for the hungry, reached out to the hurting through many different outreaches and shared the love of Christ with many people in our community because God loves people. It's been 30 years of a faith adventure just walking with him and obeying as he unfolds the plan before us. In recent times, the Lord has told us we're entering phase three of our ministry, and I don't even know exactly what that means, but this I do know, you need to fasten your seatbelt. Because if what I'm sensing in my heart is correct, we haven't seen anything yet compared to that which is about to be. It's hard to believe 30 years have come and gone. 30 years of God orchestrating this church from start to finish. Well, Pastor Rhonda, are you saying you never missed it? Of course I'm not saying that. We're made out of mud just like everybody else, but we've endeavored not to miss it. We go away. We haven't done it this year, but we normally go away at least twice to spend an entire week in prayer, praying out the plan of God for this body. Because we're smart enough to know that we're not smart enough to know what to do. But we know who does. So, thank you, honey, for saying yes. When the Holy Spirit tapped you on the shoulder so many years ago and downloaded this plan called Cornerstone Word of Life Church into your heart. Thank you for every day since when you get up in the morning and say, yes, Lord, to all the hard work, the blood, sweat, and tears that have made up the first 30 years of this ministry. Thank you for being willing to step out in faith over the aching void of nothingness with only the word of God under your feet. Thank you for putting your shoulder to the work and your years of hard work making the dream God gave you for this church come to pass. You've done a great job. My life is different. Our lives are different. And we're grateful. But mostly this morning, I wanted to give thanks to God who inspired this church and who has been faithful every day since the inspiration to watch over, to guide, and to guard this plan of his. I can't imagine what my life would be like 
without his call, his grace, his empowerment every day. Truly believe I'd be dead. Every wonderful thing that has been done here over the last 30 years was inspired and planned by the Spirit of God before the earth was, before time began. So thank you, Father. Thank you for calling us here. Thank you for everything that you've done. Holy Spirit, we thoroughly acknowledge that it's you who has done everything that's been done. And we give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor because you're the only one deserving of it all. And we thank you for 30 years of ministry and lives changed. Wow, we just get to be a part of it. How awesome is God? We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. You know what? The Lord said this morning, like the children of Israel when they crossed over, they took stones to build a memorial on the other side of what God had done. This morning, we built a memorial to thank God for everything that he's done over the last 30 years. But listen to me, now we've come out of the water. Now we're on the other side. Stepping into the next 30 years. Stepping into the next 30 years. So listen, you don't want to miss the rest of these services this week. Because I'm the one who shut the door and put the memorial for the past. But I'm telling you, direction, vision for the future is coming this week. Amen?